0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Today, Christ has crossed the sea and come to heal those under the sway and power of the demons. Immediately before what we have just heard, Christ crosses the stormy Sea of Galilee and calms it by a command, a simple command, be still. The disciples marvel at the miracle and ask themselves, who is this man that we are following? What, who is it that the wind and sea obey him by a command? Christ gives no verbal reply just before this. Rather, he continues crossing the sea and comes to the shores of Gergesa or Gadara. We hear this account three times, once for each of the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. A place ravaged by demoniacs who call themselves legion because there are so many of them there present. St. Justin Popovic, the great theological luminary of the modern Serbian people, speaks of a deep connection between the miracle of the calming of the storm and the casting out of the legion of demons. St. Justin says this, The Lord Christ teaches of an eternal and awesome wonder. The tamer of the sea showed forth that material nature was obedient to him. So the question arose, are the agitated obedient to him? The whirling of the passions? and the devil-possessed soul of man. He knows the hidden things of matter and has power over them. So does he know the mystery of the human soul, human thoughts, human coming together, human cutting off, and does he have power over these as well? He has indeed demonstrated that he knows this also, that he has power over this mystery. The Lord Christ transfers the physical miracle to make it that of a spiritual kind. In short, what St. Justin is telling us is that these miracles contemplated together reveal Jesus as the Lord of all, the Lord of heaven and of earth. Christ has crossed the sea, then stepped foot on the shore of Gergesa and Gadara to reveal that he is the all-powerful one. God alone has power not just over the elements of the visible world, but of the spirits as well. Christ came to this shore, stepped out on this boat, of his boat with a mission, He is on a mission to show the extent of his power and grace in the world. He does these things to reveal who he is to his disciples, and that includes you and me standing here. The demons hate and despise humankind. They dehumanize us and attack us, the image of God. They attack us by whatever means they can. They are obsessed with death, causing us to harm ourselves, to be the cause of violence against others to live shamefully, to live among the tombs, never once thinking of the source of life, but only of the things that lead to annihilation. They are torturers reveling in the destruction of soul and body. They desire to send us into despair. The demoniacs that marred this wilderness showed every one of these symptoms. These men were completely and totally under the oppression of the demons, and the people were at the mercy of their inhuman strength. Christ knows the, demoniacs, the demonic horde's hatred of his beloved creation, and so he comes to show us that he has power even over these v- lovers of violence and chaos. He can break the bonds they wrap around us and shatter the weapons they use against us. Jesus Christ frees us that we may be united with him. Jesus deals with the wind and sea and the demons as one wielding command and power, yet he deals with us a little differently, for we are his beloved. For us, there is an act of our will to agree to the freedom that he is earning us, to remain in the freedom he earns for us, or to not receive him and remain bound. The people of Gurdessa and Gadara were chained to the tombs of their passions, and they did not want to learn to walk in their newly given spiritual freedom. When Christ cast out the demons, and they went into the herd of swine, and the swine flung themselves off the cliff and were drowned in the sea, this was a great material loss for those townspeople. Christ healed and freed the whole region from a legion of demons, yet all they saw was how it affected their bottom line. They lost sight, or maybe never had it, of being freed from the demoniac's oppression and violence. This healing should have been a cause of rejoicing for the whole community. They could have rejoiced that now large swaths of their countryside were once again theirs, free to roam and farm, free to thank God for his providential care, freed of the demon's influence, freed to rejoice in it. Yet this is not how we heard them respond. Rather, the whole crowd of those people went out to meet Jesus, just like the Samaritan city. It's described even in the same way. The whole city goes out to meet him. But that samaritan city when they heard about what jesus did for the woman at the well and how she announced to them what he had done for her they embraced christ and hosted him for several days accepting the gospel and salvation and began to live in the life christ gave them instead today we heard about a people that confront christ and want to be rid of him they complain and moan about the miracle they say to him leave us to carry on as we please We do not want to hear what you have to say. They ask him to leave them alone. They have rejected Christ and his healing because he has not given them any evident earthly benefit. Not a single thankful heart is found there except the man now freed from the legion. A sorrowful response to the one who has just been revealed as the Lord of all things. Jesus has crossed the sea to answer the question in the heart of humanity. Is the world simply pain and chaos, a place to attempt to eat, drink, be merry as much as we can until death takes this, too, away from us? Is there an answer? Is there someone that can cast off these chains, someone who can free us from the oppression of death and of death's sting? We are given today the demonstration of God's care for us. We are presented with the opportunity to step into the life that is the power of these spirits, to step into the the answer to these spiritual questions. Jesus Christ brings peace by a command, wielding his words as a scepter and blade that cuts off both the turmoil of the storms of life and the binding of the passions. And by doing this, we are freed to choose life. He does this, and we are given the chance to see him and join ourselves to the God of all. We, uniquely in all creation, may accept him or reject him, this casting out of the demons and the passions used, that, that are used by them to enslave us is what you enter into by the action of the Holy Trinity in your baptism. And by so doing, Christ frees you to respond to his call and to join him in the final victory over evil. Sometimes we who usually rejoice in that victory of Christ, we sometimes struggle to rejoice in the state of our healing and freedom. We gripe and moan at the difficulty of being Christians. We might say to ourselves, it is much harder to be a holy people. Why must I be fair and avoid those activities with my boss or my coworkers? Why must I be different? Why must I find a new way to live now that Christ is here and he is with me? Why must I do these things? We often approach the storms of our life and the trials therein only from the side of the material world and the loss is that we suffer just as the Gergesenes and the Gadarenes did, never paying attention to the spiritual roots of our despair or or looking for the spiritual protection that the Lord provides. Do not enter into those thoughts. In In them you will be bound and give up the freedom given to you by the Master. He is revealed to us in the Gospel today as that Master of all things. Let us instead remedy this and place God first and trust in his power over earth and heaven, that we will truly live in his will on earth as it is in heaven, which we pray in every one of our services, and every time we come, we pray the Our Father and ask for this very thing. Live out the baptism you were given. Have hearts filled with thanksgiving and praise in the glorious power and providence of our Lord over all things. The church gives us many ways to accept Christ every morning, every hour, every minute, and every moment. You, his holy ones, may step into that spiritual reality of your freedom in Christ in every instant it is there open to you. Though there are many ways to step into this spiritual freedom, let me name only a few for you. Perhaps some of them you will be able to take up for yourselves. First, be thankful for what Christ has already accomplished for you. He has saved you and invites you to live in the the salvation he has given you. May your prayer be a cry of praise, glorifying God, and open the doors to a whole new way of living. Second, you can cultivate this. Cultivate the ability to notice God's providence in your life. In some moment where you find yourself groaning and mumbling, find one thing to thank God for. Cultivate it further, you can. And by doing this through praying the Paracelsus to the mother of God, or perhaps the Akathis of Thanksgiving. These will teach how great are the things that God gives you constantly and to all people. They're in each of these services, they'll give you a host, a list, if you will, that you can add to. Perhaps you will read something and not, never notice that that is something I've never thanked God for, I've just taken for granted. And your list of Thanksgiving will grow endlessly by this practice. Third, seek our God's protection and healing. Christ, through his church, gives us the saints and their prayers. Our Lord will come just for you, for you are his beloved. We see this in the gospel today. He came and healed one man of a legion. He crosses the whole sea to save him, knowing that the rest would reject him. And this man alone, the most broken among those people, offers gratitude to Christ and becomes his disciple. And in this way, you can join yourself by doing these things to the master of heaven and earth and see him in all things and take steps to become what he is by grace. O Christ, you who comes to save the lost and broken out of the abundance of your love, grant us the grace to see how you are healing us. Grant us a heart overflowing with thankfulness and a steadfast trust in your loving providence, that we may glorify and praise you in every instant with our whole life that we may be worthy of the name sealed upon us, that we may be worthy to be called Christians. Amen.